Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Awfully hard to make any sort of special requests in an online order without fear of repercussions. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. He is back, and man, on day one, they are getting their money's worth. Herm Edwards <laughs> is with us, ESPN football analyst, the former coach, and it is great to have him back. Herm, is there a show that you have not been on today so far? They are, they are making you go right to work. Well, when you travel from California to here, you might as well go to work, right? <laughs> so it's been fun. It's really been fun. Well, Herm, let's start here with your former team as a player in the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles and how they have gotten out to an 8-0 start this year. What do you consider the biggest factors in how they have gotten to this point? Uh, the improvement of the quarterback, obviously. And and I think you have to tip your hat to the coaches there. Uh, you know, they develop a system now. They run some RPOs uh, with him. And generally, you know, back traditionally, the one thing you didn't want to do in pro football was have your quarterback run a bunch, right, because you're paying these guys so much money. But the college football now has entered pro football with a lot of these quarterbacks. And he's a guy that when you can run him and allow him to use his legs at times, um, that's going to help your offense. And it gives him confidence as well. But I like the improvement on him throwing the football down the field. He has been very accurate thus far this year. Uh, 18 total touchdowns, uh, throwing and running, and only two interceptions. So he's playing very, very well. And obviously, the whole team is playing good. Herm, I know coaches and players are always going to talk about one game at a time, and they don't want to look mm-hmm. too far ahead. But in the media, that's not what we do. So i got to ask you this question. Yeah. Should the 72 yep. Dolphins be worried? Can this Eagles team go undefeated? Well, you know what? (sighs) I'm hoping they can, but I think it's a difficult road. I I do uh, because of all the voices and all the noise you got to deal with now, right? And and how do you handle that? And, and, you know, most teams are are, are players, are are coach-fed, but they're player-led. And and I do believe this team is is led by the quarterback and, and some players on that defensive side of the football. But when you look at their schedule, um, there's three road games that'll be tough for them. The Giants, the Bears, and Dallas. They're three in a row going on the road. Uh, that's a gauntlet of games, as you guys know. And, and it's just tough. I mean, the more you win, the more pressure comes on your team. Our guys, how are they handling the success of it all? All those things are a factor in this. So, you know, back in the Dolphin days, there was no social media, right? <laughs> in today's world... Everybody's looking at it and saying, man, I can build my brand. I'm on an 8 no team. You know, all those other little things start creeping in. I hope that's not the case for these guys, but they've got a great football team. Herm Edwards, ESPN football analyst. One more on this, Herm. It's something Chris and I were talking about last hour, and Chris made the point that, you know, last night the Eagles at times looked like they, early in the game, were not yeah. ready to play, and yet Jalen seemed to lift them up. And I look back at this guy's history. He got benched in a national championship game. He came off the bench in a game that was a college football playoff. It feels like all of that has kind of come home to roost here in forming who he is as a quarterback. Am I reaching when I say something like that? No, you're not. Because uh, when you you play that position, all eyes are on you. Uh, You know, I always say this about football. It's kind of ironic. You know, it's a team sport, as we all say. But when you look in the in the book, uh, you know, and you look in the books of the quarterback and the head coach, 
their records are listed. No one else's records are listed for wins and losses. And so you got to deal with all that. And, and you got to deal with everything that comes across, uh, you know, the table when you're the quarterback. And, and you're right. I, I thought last night they struggled. And they're, gonna, they're not always going to hit off right away. And, and Lovey did a nice job. You know, they, they did a nice job of keeping the game close early and then obviously the turnover. And, and that flipped the whole momentum of the game. But the Eagles just hung in there. They knew they were the better team. And they knew at the end, if they just kept playing, they'd win. Herm, you coached in the AFC East. You played in the mm. NFC East. Are these two the best divisions in football? I mean, I know record-wise they are, but are these two right. the best collection of teams in the National Football League, division-wise? It would be a hard it would be a hard argument to say they're not. Now, now some would would obviously say, well. You know, how about the Chiefs, you know, but, but you're talking about complete division. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at the, the East uh, on both sides of it, uh, you, you have teams uh, that, that are very good. You know, the Buffalo Bills, I think, are a fantastic football team as well. The Dolphins, I think, have, have, have kind of started, uh, you know, people are approving of the Dolphins all of a sudden, right? Because at first you thought, well, Miami, a new coach, you know, they got all these parts, uh, the quarterback's hurt. And all of a sudden, they sit there at five and three, and the Jets are five and three. It was a tough loss for them against uh, the Patriots, but you know they're a pretty good football team. And you look on the other side of it, you got three teams in the NFC. This was the NFC East that I played in, mm-hmm. except they weren't the Commanders; they were Washington, right? Mm-hmm. And it was always a it was always a struggle in that division. When you think about the Eagles, um, if they can sweep the division, they did it in two thousand and four. Uh, that's when they went to the Super Bowl. So it's interesting when you kind of look at that NFC East. Herm, when we look at the Jets in particular, one yeah. of your other former teams as a coach, Zach mm-hmm. Wilson, it looked it looked as if the Jets had more talent on the field this past week, but the decisions that Wilson continues to make really threw right. that game away. How do you get this out of a quarterback? Well, this is the hardest thing about the position. Um, you gain experience by what you go through, and you got to play him. And I think, you know, he's a smart kid, um, but you, you can't be careless with the ball. And when you become careless with the ball, uh, bad things happen generally. And, and hopefully he learns a lesson every time he plays, you know. But, but a lot of these quarterbacks, because they've played in systems coming out of college where they could be a little careless with the ball, right, and, and go, you know what, I could turn it over a couple times. We're trying to make a play. It'll be okay because we're a better team. That's not the case in the National Football League. You know, all these teams are good. I mean, you, you look at teams. So what I look, I always say it's not a, it's not how you play; it's who you play today you play, and that's important. You got to understand that. And you know, it's hard to win a game. <laughs> People don't realize it's hard to win a game in the National Football League. It, it feels like it's hard to win games in the SEC too, Coach. And and that's oh, where I want to oh. go with you next because we got a huge matchup between the hedges. Number one ranked Georgia taking on the team. That was at the top of the college football playoff rankings that were came out for the first time this past week in Tennessee. How do you see that matchup, and what do you like about both teams? Well, obviously, both coaches are, are really strong on, on, on different ends of the football. One defensive-minded coach, the other one an offensive-minded coach. And I think, you know, I'm going to – I still like Georgia. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on Georgia. Uh, I do think – the thing that they are going to have to guard against is the explosiveness of Tennessee. T- Tennessee makes it in big chunks. I mean, they get big chunks. If you can slow that train down, you got a chance. 
And I think this is a, one of those games where it's the SEC and, you know, big-time football, double-chin-strap game. Um, but I just think Georgia will find a way to, 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 to win this football game. Herm, i got to ask you before we let you go. Do you ever get sure. sick of people saying, hello, you played <laughs> to win the game? <laughs> it's kind of ironic. You know, when, when I said that, you know our record was 2-5. and five. <laughs> and we and we won the and we won the division, and we actually won the division. So th- that's where I'm at when I look at some of these teams in these divisions. These people are throwing their hands up. So, oh, we're just you know I, I look at that, that that South division and four and four is leading it, and there's a couple teams that are three and five. And you know we were talking about Captain America today, Tom Brady. You know, and everybody's beating him up right now. And I'm going, okay, y- y'all beating him up. I understand. I said, but they're three and five. And yeah, there's nine games left. That's what people don't realize. There's nine football games left. There's going a lot of things that are going to happen here at the end of November. When when the leaves fall off the trees, it gets different in November. All these become big games, and I think if you can win one, if you haven't won, all of a sudden that gives you a little momentum, and just things happen. You know, weather conditions, uh, all these things come into play here toward the end of the season. There are not many things better than listening to Herm Edwards talk football, that's for sure, and we're thrilled that you're back in the family, Herm. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you both. Yes, Carlin, just to make one thing clear, anytime yeah. you played against a Herm Edwards coach team, mm. it was a double chin strap game. Just want to put that out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and just genuinely one of the really good guys out there. Yeah. As yeah. good of a man as there is out there. Herm Edwards, back with ESPN. We're thrilled about it. You can follow him on Twitter, at Herm Edwards. Up next, we were discussing Jalen Hurts. But what really is the number one reason for the Eagles' success this year? We get into it in just moments. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Special for the, for the, for the city of Philadelphia, you know, and I mean, I've, I've been 80 no before and, and lost the national championship, you know what I'm saying, so. Yeah, just take it day by day, you know what I'm saying? Take it day by day. Uh, we, we haven't accomplished anything yet, you know, and it's, just a, it's a day-by-day thing of us um, trying to grow every day. I think that's truly what it's about. Jalen Hurts is quickly, quickly elevating his status in the NFL, and it's remarkable considering it wasn't all that long ago, eight weeks ago to be sure, that we weren't sure if 
he was the guy to be the franchise quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Well, come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Canty, here's what I love, what Herm Edwards had to say. Just moments ago, in case you missed it, here is the former Philadelphia Eagle, the former NFL coach, the former college coach, on the biggest reason why the Eagles are now 8-0. and The improvement of the quarterback, obviously. And, and I think you have to tip your hat to the coaches there. Uh, you know, they develop a system now. They run some RPOs uh, with him. And generally, you know, back traditionally, the one thing you didn't want to do in pro football was have your quarterback run a bunch, right, because you're paying these guys so much money. But the college football now has entered pro football with a lot of these quarterbacks. And he's a guy that when you can run him and allow him to use his legs at times, um, that's going to help your offense. And it gives him confidence as well. But I like the improvement on him throwing the football down the field. He has been very accurate thus far this year. Uh, 18 total touchdowns, uh, throwing and running, and only two interceptions. So he's playing very, very well. And obviously, the whole team is playing good. Think about that. 18 touchdowns, throwing and running, and two interceptions. Canty, there were many people, including, by the way, the Eagles' general manager, that were not sure whether or not Jalen Hurts was going to be a franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. And halfway through this season, that question has been answered. So much so were they they concerned about it that he traded away a first-round pick this year to make sure he had another one next year when the draft was going to be somewhat deeper at the quarterback position. But now, it's fair to say that Jalen Hurts is on the borderline of being special, not just a team's franchise quarterback. There's no doubt about it, Carlin. And some of the questions that we had about Jalen Hurts coming into this season were, can he play winning football, specifically being able to win from the pocket? And that revolved around his ability to be accurate on throws. We know that he's got a strong arm, but could he be accurate throwing the football in all zones? And he's shown that this year. Carlin, Jalen Hurts has the fifth best tight window completion percentage in the NFL. Mm. Jalen Hurts has the second best bad throw percentage in the National Football League. He's sixth in completion percentage, Carlin. He's eighth in completed air yards. So what that's telling me is it's not just Jalen Hurts throwing a bunch of checkdowns in short routes. It's Jalen Hurts being able to throw the ball down the field. Now, the arrival of A.J. Brown makes things a lot easier because now you have Devonta Smith as your number two receiver, Quez Watkins as your number three, and you got a pretty good tight end in Dallas Goddard, not to mention good receivers at the running back spot uh, out of the backfield. But this is the evolution of the quarterback, and this is why I credit Jalen Hurts for getting with Tom House out on the West Coast this offseason and working on his mechanics because now it's starting to pay off, and that equates to the team being able to win games. The plays that this guy is making with his arm, man, they're special. And if you couple that with his movement skills, his ability to be able to get out on the edge of the defense, not just with the run game, but also to extend the down in the passing game, that's what's going to make this Eagles offense a tough out. And you couple that with having a championship-caliber defense, that's why it doesn't sound crazy for us to float the idea of this team going undefeated because they're just that talented, and the quarterback has taken that next step. Okay, but when I say earlier 
that he is on the doorstep of being special, let's quantify that. Mm. Is Jalen Hurts a top five quarterback in the NFL already? Chris, he's I mean, the argument, argument is right Carl, there. Carl, he's got an argument. He, yeah, I, I don't know that you can say no to that definitively. All right, so let's just, to give you a little bit of context, okay? If we're looking at QBR so far this year, uh, the top five players in QBR are Tua, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Geno Smith, Lamar Jackson, and sixth is Jalen Hurts. I don't think either one of us would sit here and try to sell people on Tua or Geno Smith being a top five quarterback. I don't think so. No, I wouldn't do that either. So here are the guys that we have to talk about. Do we still put Brady in this discussion? The way that he's playing now, I don't know. That, I don't know that you could. All right, so let's I, I take him out. Put Tom Brady as a f- top five. Let's take him right out. Now. Just currently top five. Mm-hmm. The the guys that you'd consider numbers one and two right away are Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. You've got Justin Herbert. You've got uh, Aaron Rodgers. You've got See, Joe Burrow. You know where else are you turning? Well, well, here's what I want to do, because if you're saying Justin Herbert, if you're bringing up his name, this is just a projection based on the talent that we've seen, yes. right? Yes. This is not based on resume. This is not based on his team doing a whole lot of high-level winning. Hell, Justin Herbert ain't been to the playoffs yet. Right. Okay? So, I mean, Jalen Hurts has. So, let's, let's boil it down to if you had to win a game today, who are the quarterbacks that you would want? I don't think anybody's got to argue against Josh Allen or Pat nope. Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Those three guys are in that conversation. But now is where it gets tricky. Like, are, are you going Aaron Rodgers? Are you going Joe Burrow? Are you going Jalen Hurts? See, to me, Jalen Hurts has now jumped up into that category where you'd have to consider him after, you know, the, the first two or three guys. Like, you'd have to consider him in that conversation just because of how good he's been. Carlin, through the first eight weeks of the regular season, there's been no other player that's had 10-plus passing touchdowns and six-plus rushing touchdowns. That's Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I mean, he's been phenomenal. 12 passing touchdowns and six rushing touchdowns, totaled 18 touchdowns to only three turnovers. It's really impressive what he's done, not only in making winning football plays, but guarding against making the critical mistakes that cost you games. And I think – when you have a quarterback that has shown the ability to have that level of awareness to take care of the football while simultaneously being aggressive, that's when you know you got something special at the position. And that's why I say, yeah, yeah, if you're drafting quarterbacks, he might not be on the top three or four guys on your list, but if you need a quarterback to win your football game tomorrow, Jalen Hurts is going to get some consideration. He's right there for me with Allen, Mahomes. I'd, I'd put him behind those two. I'd put him slightly behind Lamar. I might put him slightly behind Burrow, but he's top five. Yeah. He's top five right now. Yeah. And that's nuts when you consider we're talking about a guy that we did not have answers on just eight games ago. But Carlin, but Carlin, but Carlin, I'll say this. Yeah. Saying Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback would have been nuts this same time last year. Exactly. It would have been nuts this same time last year, yet mm-hmm. coming into the season when Jeremy Fowler surveyed all the executives around the National Football League, Joe Burrow was a top-five quarterback. So let's just keep that in perspective. When we throw this out there, this is not hyperbole. 
This is what our eyes are telling us based on the sample size we have from Jalen Hurts this year. This guy merits consideration in being a top five quarterback. And Carlin, of the teams that are in the NFC playoff field right now, Jalen Hurts is probably the best quarterback, period. I grew up a huge professional wrestling fan, and there was nothing better than the loser-leave-town match. And we've got that this week in the NFL. Oh, somebody is on the way out of one. The loser of one game this weekend can pack it up for the season and ship the cars home. We'll tell you who in just moments. Guys, if you are suffering from hair loss or worried about your hair, you've got to check out Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts. Now, look, trust me when I tell you, as somebody that didn't do it, the sooner you take action, the more options you're going to have for keeping and restoring your hair. Bosley is both surgical and non-surgical solutions to help you keep the hair you have and grow thicker, fuller hair where you need it the most. Right now, Bosley is giving away a free information kit and a $250 gift card toward a procedure. Just text CARLIN to 203-203. You don't want to wait when it comes to hair loss. Just get the information, learn what you can be doing right now to keep or grow your hair. People trust Bosley. They are truly the leaders in hair restoration. They have the most experience restoring hair and experience matters. So what are you waiting for? Get your free Bosley Info Kit and a $250 off gift card when you text CARLIN to 203-203. Again, CARLIN, C-A-R-L-I-N, to 203-203, and get your hair back with Bosley. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It could all be over this weekend. Oh, yeah. It could all be over. Uh, it, listen, as the as a wrestling fan, as I said before, Canty, I love the loser-leave-town match mm-hmm. because it meant one of them, you know, their contract was up, and yeah. it was over yeah. for whoever that professional wrestler was. But this weekend, we got a loser-leave-town match between the Rams and the Buccaneers because the loser of that game, it could all be over. Does this, it feels like an elimination game to me at this point. Do you feel like that's the case, even though we've got such a a horrible division in the NFC South? Yeah, and that's where I wanted to go, Carlin, because it feels like it's much more so an elimination game from the Rams' perspective than it is from the Bucks' perspective. I mean, right now, the Bucks 
you know, they only got one team that's in front of them in the Atlanta Falcons, and they beat the Falcons head-to-head already. So it just feels like they have a much easier path to being able to climb out of the cellar and put themselves in position to win their division. Think about it this way. The Bucks only have one game left on their schedule against a team with a winning record, and they play in the NFC South. Conversely, the Rams have three games left on their schedule with teams that have a winning record, and you're talking about six of their remaining ten games being on the road. So I just feel like there's an easier path for Tom Brady and the Bucks to get to where they want to go. And the other part about this is the Bucks will have reinforcements coming back. Russell Gage is going to get healthy at some point. Ryan Jensen is going to be healthy at some point. Cameron Brait will be back. Like, you're going to get re- – Akeem Hicks is going to be back. As a matter of fact, I think he practiced in full, and they're expecting him to play this week. Like, so you're going to start getting guys back healthy that are going to be major factors in terms of them being able to make a push in the second half. Where are the reinforcements for the L.A. Rams? They uh, weren't okay. able to pull off any moves at the trade deadline. They were in on Brian Burns, and they were in on Bradley Chubb. They weren't able to get either one of those deals done. Where are the Rams going to get better? You tell me. How are they going to get better? I can't tell you where they're going to get better. Their offensive line is still a mess, even after, after they've gotten uh, Brian Allen back. Uh, they're trying to make good with Cam Akers. I mean, follow that situation. It's completely bizarre what's going on there. I mean, they can't get out of their own way in so many different ways. And I wonder, like, like Jalen Ramsey, pay attention to Jalen Ramsey. How well is he playing right now? Not very well. Not very well at all. But, Kenty, I'll counter you with this. If we're going to talk about the Bucks only having to play one team with a winning record or whatever it was that you said, I think it was one, one team, right? Yep, one team. They've lost to three teams with losing records. Why do I take those games and say, well, they're in great shape? I mean, they've lost to three teams with losing records, and they had to come back on, on, the, on the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Yeah, so... I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get excited about it. They lost to Green Bay, who's not very good. They lost to Pittsburgh, who is just a disaster. And they lost to Carolina. So, and, and they got embarrassed by them. So I don't know why. The, the only reason for me to have any faith in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now is that everybody else in the division is awful. That is, that is a war of attrition. And they got this guy named Tom Brady. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of him. I have, but yeah, okay. has he done anything this year that makes you – and I'm not saying Tom's done because he's playing okay. But sure. let's be clear. He and Mike Evans, there are times where they look like they've never played the game together before. No, they're clearly not on the same page, Carlin, but I think that has a lot to do with guys being in and out of the lineup. And let's not forget this. I mean, Mike Evans missed a game too. One was because of the suspension, and the other – there have been some games where he's been banged up and tried to play through it. So it's not as if there hasn't been some moving parts with the passing game and Tom Brady having to adjust to guys, you know, being in and out of the lineup. But I will, I guess, counter your point about the Bucks not being able to beat inferior competition with this point. Tom Brady doesn't miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't. When's the last time Tom Brady been out of the playoffs, Carla? I get it. I get it. When's the last time we've seen an NFL playoffs without Tom Brady? Listen, I'm a guy that is very similar to you in that I rely on history to tell me what I should think about moving forward. 
I'm going on the recent history of the guys around him. Mm. The guy, and, and this to me, I think the guys around him carry more weight than he does right now. Okay. Let me ask you something, Canty. Bucks lose. They're three and six. Are they dead? They're dead. No, they're not. They're not dead, man. They're not dead. At three and they're six, not, they're not dead. Look at the division. They're not dead. How, how can how can they be dead when the leader in the division is four and four? Three and six. Two games they're back. Not dead. They're not dead. <sighs> they're not dead. They're like the Undertaker of the NFL. Just when you think they're dead, they rise up out of that coffin. Yeah. That is Tom Brady. And I don't that's think why, that's why I'm not going to bury the Bucks. I don't think so you're getting I, I a, think there's less margin for error for the for the Rams than there are for the Bucks. I don't think you're getting the chance to use that gift this year, bud. I don't see it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. You know the World Series is on ESPN Radio, presented by AutoZone. Catch all the action tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and SiriusXM Channel 80. Up next, six playoff teams from last year have losing records this year. Who can actually turn things around? We want to help you. Straighten it out. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? A great scene in Houston last night. After the game, I believe. After the game. Mm-hmm. The Eagles win, as we know, over the Texans. And there were a ton of Eagles fans who made the trip. And one was holding up a sign that said, We forgive you, Howie, in reference to Eagles GM Howie Roseman. And it had a list of several of his draft misses of the last several years. Mm-hmm. So they win the game, and Howie walks over and right to that entire group, looks at him and says, you blanking forgive me after I blanking brought you your first Super Bowl? Okay, blank you, blank you, blank you. And he was joking. This was all in good fun. Everybody was smiling and laughing, and he was taking pictures with fans. But I thought it was absolutely awesome to see that. And I am not a Howie Roseman guy. Not in the least, because Canty, look at that list. That is a tough list. It's a bad list, Carlin. And I'm just sitting there going through some of the drafts. Maybe not this year's draft, because I think he hit it. He hit it pretty good with Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, and Nicobe Dean as his top three picks. And last year was pretty good because you got two quality starters on the offensive side of the ball with Devonta Smith and Landon Dickerson. He's been very go- fortunate with Landon Dickerson and injuries, though, because there were teams that were not clearing him last year. Yeah, but, but Landon Dickerson turned into one of your starting guards. So mm-hmm. kudos to Howie for being able to have that foresight. But let's just go to 2020 and a couple of years before that. 
You drafted Jalen Rager when you could have had Justin Jefferson. Oh, Huge remember the, the infamous video of Mike Zimmer and uh, the front office of the Vikings saying, oh, my God, let's do it. Yeah. So there was that one. 2019, you drafted Andre Dillard when you could have had Elton Jenkins, all pro from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, 2018, you didn't have a first-round pick. Second-round pick was Dallas Goddard, so kudos to you for being able to pull that off. 2017, you drafted Derek Barnett when you could have had T.J. Watt. Oh, I can't forget, in 2019, Carlin, I forgot this one. How could I gloss over this one? You drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside <laughs> when you could have had D.K. Metcalf or A.J. Brown. At least he got it right this past year in trading a first-round pick for A.J. Brown. But you could have already had him on the team. I just, wow. I, I'm just, Howie Roseman was an architect in terms of putting together a Super Bowl-winning squad. It, it was a special had, team. But if, I will say this. I will say this. There were a lot of opportunities for Howie Roseman to set this franchise up really, really well for the future. And there were a lot of swings, some big misses. Six teams, six teams that made the playoffs last year have losing records this year. That seems hard to believe, but it is true. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN-CANTY. We have got the Rams, who of course won the Super Bowl last year, went twelve and five. They are thirteen. Or they are three and four this year. The mm. Bucks are three and five. The Raiders are two and five. The Packers are three and five. The Cardinals are three and five. The Steelers are two and six. This is not Murderer's Row this season. It's not. Who do we look at here and honestly believe? that they can turn things around. We were talking about the Bucks a few minutes ago. Who else on this list, Canty, can turn themselves around and be a playoff team? Who, oh, Carlin, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I think we could see the whole field, except for the Bucks, being on the outside looking into the postseason. I, I guess if I had to pinpoint another team that has the potential to do it, it would be the Packers. But there are so many issues with that team and most of it doesn't have anything to do with talent, which is why I'm hesitant to even say that they can fix things, Carlin. At least if it was a talent deficiency, we could scheme around it, or maybe they could go out and see if there was a street free agent that might have made some sense. But that's not the biggest problem. The biggest problem with the Green Bay Packers is leadership. At leadership at the head coaching spot, leadership from your quarterback, who is the back-to-back MVP. So I... It should be the Green Bay Packers to be able to fight and get that last wild card in the NFC. But, but Carlin, I can't, I can't say with any confidence that they're going to be better than the second-place team in the NFC West. And they're certainly not going to be better than the second- or third-place team in the NFC East. So, again, I think it would be the Packers if I had to pick a second team that has a chance out of those six. But – that's me grasping at straws because I really have no confidence in Aaron Rodgers. And it's crazy to think that I've gotten to a place where I can say that about a guy that's making $50 million a year. Okay, so let's just let's solidify the guys that are, that are dead. Steelers are dead. Dead. Gone. Raiders are dead. Yes, they're, they're, and their coach might be fired after the first year. Cardinals? Done. And their coach is probably going to be fired. Rams? Done. 
And you had them done before the season started. Yes, yes. So that's that where coming. you are. You've only got two. The only team I look at, Canty, and and I don't feel good about it by any stretch. Um, you know how I, th- I don't believe the Packers are going to get there. Uh, I guess I'd have to believe in their ability to make the playoffs, but I, I just want to see some consistent play to, to believe that they could get there. The one thing I'd say is a lot of times with young receivers, you see them come on in the second half of a season. So mm. maybe, maybe that would be the saving grace for the Packers. But defensively, They've got to find a way to stop people. I'm so disappointed in that. If if the Cardinals could somehow get on a roll, that feels like the only team that could get there, but I'm trying to figure out how they're going to get on a roll when they've got Seattle. Then they go to the Rams. They can beat the Rams there. They've got San Francisco at home. I don't love mm-hmm. them there. They've got the Chargers. I don't know how healthy the Chargers are going to be. Uh, they don't get their bye until week 13. New England, Denver, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, San Francisco. I, again, the 49ers twice. I don't think the Cardinals can do it. And that's the only team I really look at besides, you know, if those things happen with the Packers, that could do it. If the, And to, to clarify what I was saying earlier, the Bucks, if they are 3-6, and six, if they lose this week, they're dead. Mm. Right now, they're not dead. Okay. I think is so, that fair? I, I mean, even at three and six, I'm not going to count them out, but it would be exponentially harder. Let me ask you this question, Carlin, because we're looking at these six teams. They're all obviously all came into this season with championship aspirations. Who's been the biggest disappointment of the teams that are on this list? I, I I'd have to say the Packers. I'd, I'd there's no way. Well, the Packers and the Bucks. There's no way I would have ever envisioned the Packers being three and five this year. But the Rams just won the Super Bowl last year. They literally just won the Super Bowl last year. Right, but the only reason I don't do that is because I can always go to the old Super Bowl hangover excuse. Okay. And also, when we say disappointment, like they just got the championship, so it's hard for me to call them a disappointment. So Deshaun hasn't quite worn off on that team because they did have the Lombardi last year. I got right. you. I, and, I, I and see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I couldn't look at the Bucks and the Packers and say, out of those two, who's bigger disappointment to you? I'd have to say the Packers. I mean, yeah. the Bucks won a Super Bowl two years ago. The Rams yeah. won a Super Bowl last year. So as far as I'm concerned, it's mission accomplished with those two transplant quarterbacks. I, I, I mean – you have to look at the Packers, right? They, they've maintained continuity with their head coach over the last, what, four years, three years, four years? They've won 13 games each of the first three years with Matt LaFleur. This is supposed to be their championship window. That's why they paid quarterback $50 million a year and made Aaron Rodgers the highest-paid football player. Like, they were supposed to be competing for a championship, and if the postseason started today – they're on the outside looking in. So, to me, the Packers by far are the biggest disappointment. And then right up there, I'd have to put the Arizona Cardinals. They're supposed to be a team that makes incremental improvement. 5-10-1, Kyler Murray's first year. 8-8 eight eight the second year. Playoff team, 11 wins the third year. This was supposed to be the year that not only they got into the postseason, but they went on a run, especially with some of the pieces that they added. 
They couldn't be further from competing for a championship. And to make matters worse, they extended everybody, the GM, the head coach, and the quarterback. Bidwell, they're not getting the return on investment that they were hoping to get. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.